0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.
1: Bonjour, good evening. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor.
0: Hello, happy weekend. Yes,
1: welcome to The Rendezvous. We talk about love. We talk about relationships. We talk about really anything that has to do with love. It's a call-in choice. So you want to call Angie and I, you call 855-905-8255. Everything else, Simon and Angie, very easy. Um we just heard Angie and I. You know, we're, we're just talking to Trisha, one of our producer here, and she just told us something amazing.
0: Something that... amazing. Something <laughs> troubling. I feel both. Okay.
1: Amazing because I haven't heard something like this in a long time, and troubling because of the substance of the story. So, really, and I'll I'll just say that it's just if you with somebody for more than more than a couple months, more than even this time we're talking years, and this person never posted about you. What does this mean? And we'll talk to Trisha about it next on the rendezvous. Welcome back to the rendezvous. bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello,
0: Simon Marcel. Yes hello ma- everybody. your
1: humble servant Trisha, bonjour, bonjour. I just listen. Uh, there, there's a story that you need to share with us because just you told Angie and I off air before we started tonight, the show. You told us something I said was amazing. Angie said, you know, not exactly
0: disturbing disturbing.
1: Maybe. So, what's going on with your friend and, and her boyfriend's social media? What is it?
2: Well, my friend called me the other night and she's bothered by the fact that she has been with her boyfriend for almost four years. Uh huh. And he does not post anything of her nothing like, at all. There is nothing.
0: Is he on like Instagram? And- Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Is he, is he a frequent poster? I mean, every now
2: and then, it's not a lot. Okay. But he is on social media. But
0: never in four years?
2: Like, there's been nothing. No sign of her okay. at all. So she reaches out to you. She feels like he's not proud of her. Okay. like People I would feel d- the
0: same way. I would. I would feel like, why... Are you not screaming from the mountaintops, look at my beautiful girlfriend, we've been together for four years, I love her, like, here we are walking down the street, here we are having coffee, here she is coming out of the shower, gorgeous.
1: It's interesting you said that, (laughs) Angie, because I felt he was not proud of them as a couple, not so much her as a woman or an individual. Well, either one is bad. So he posts about, you said, random things?
2: Yeah, it'll just be like scenic pictures or whatever. She posts... Oh, he is all over... Her social media,
0: so she posts pictures of him all the time, right? So if you go to her social media,
2: it's like we get it. You have a boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get it, and then so and she tags him. Uh huh. She tags him on everything, and he's okay with that. And he's okay with it. Does he comment? Does he? No, there's no Mm. like commenting or anything.
0: It's very. I would have a problem. I would have a problem after four years if there was not one trace of my our relationship on your social media, because social media is so much of our lives these days. We post about what we're eating for breakfast. We post about things at work, but you're not going to post about the biggest relationship in your life.
1: Uh, I agree, but Angie, let's be 100% honest. It would not take you four years before something oh, like Oh, no. How long would it take you before you said See, something?
0: I don't think there's a set date for everyone. I think it's what you decide as a couple to do. Um, I mean, my husband and I, when we were dating, we started posting right away just because that's who we were. And we were cool with it. His friends, you know, all knew about our relationship. I feel like there's something being hidden for some reason. And you said they're a long distance couple, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Like on paper, there's no proof so that he has a girlfriend.
1: They don't They don't live together. No, they the don't. They're long live distance. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what, what is her intuition? What's her fear? Let's address this fear. Well, first.
0: it's almost
2: like, oh, have your cake, eat it too. It's like, I got a girlfriend in Los Angeles, but I'm living my life in San Francisco. Right. It's separate lives,
0: almost.
2: Now,
1: what really troubles me is the fact that she would have not said something before the four years mark. It seems to me... That she went along with it yeah. for too long. Do you see any reason why you, your, your girlfriend would just put up with that for so long?
2: I mean, I don't think she wants to be the nagging, like, why don't you post about That's like a weird conversation to be know. like. I don't know.
0: I think after four years, you're not a nag if you ask that question. I think after four weeks, maybe. Yeah. Or four months, even. But, like, for four years, you're not a nag if you say, why are you not claiming me in a social arena at all?
1: Yeah. Angie and I are going to give advice for your friend, Trisha, in a minute when we come back. Bonjour. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. We're just talking with Trisha. Bonsoir.
2: Bonjour.
1: Your friend has a problem four years with a guy. Yes. They live long distance. But the problem is, in four years, he has not posted once about them together. Correct. Yeah, which is a major red flag for most. And then she asks what to do, right? Right. Angie, what's your intuition on this?
0: I mean, I think she's coming to you, obviously, because you're her friend. And we always hash things out with our girlfriends. Mm-hmm. She needs to go to the source, honestly, instead of beating around the bush or making side comments or making it funny, like, oh, my God, you never post about. She needs to be like, listen. Why do you never, ever post about us? And just be direct. If it's bothering her enough that she's having conversations with her friends, she needs to have the conversation with the person that matters. Totally, Angie.
1: I agree 100%. She has to speak to him and whatever fear of rejection she has, because the only reason, in my opinion, she hasn't addressed that before now is the fear of, feeling awkward, insecure, and then he's going to reject her in some way, you know, that's going to create a fight, a conflict. Mm -hmm. But those are a healthy conversation to have, even if it's conflictual. Well,
0: what's better sitting in that space where she doesn't know and she's paranoid or actually getting an answer and then working off the answer?
1: Absolutely. That's a situation where I often talk about unspoken, that is not said, that rottens the relationship. So tell your friend, have the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, speak about it, how you feel, and let's see what he says. And then they can decide together. Yeah. She, she's on the side of righteousness, so she yep. should be good. Yep. Uh, Denzel Washington said one thing about posting that I want to pass to you guys. He said, you can have a great life, meet great people, love great people without never posting about it. I agree. Privacy is also wonderful. Let's talk about this. Why is it so important that your partner post about you on social media? That's next. You are listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, Angie Taylor. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. The beautiful Angie Taylor. Oh. We are talking about social media when you're in a relationship because one of our producer's friends has a, a situation for four years. Her boyfriend never posts a thing about her. That's kind of a big red flag to most of us. But then there is this quote from uh, Denzel Washington who said, you know, it's not because you don't post about your life that you don't have a fabulous life, fabulous love life, family life, fabulous career. I don't post much and yet I have a life. So privacy is also for some people. Very important. Very precious. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Jill here, our executive producer, who on that matter has an interesting opinion. What's your take on this, Jill?
3: Yeah, it kind of goes with that quote. Like, why does it matter so much if your partner's not posting? Like, I think not posting on social media is probably just a small problem. She's probably insecure about actually the whole relationship and not just posting on social media.
1: See, I'm not sure I agree with this, because if I was with a woman for four years... And never once there was a post of us together, even though. And you know me, I'm very private. I mean, I, yeah, that would really bother me. It mm. would bother me that she's not. Clear on our relationship. She's not proud of us and she's not proud of me. And there's something on the down low. Something is a secret. And I don't like secrets in, in relationships. So, Angie, what do you stand there? I
0: think the, the issue is not, you know, why is it important to her? The fact is, it's important to her. The same sure. way, if he was a type of guy that says, I, I want to hold hands when we walk down the street, she's like, I don't need to hold hands with you. Why is that important? That's not a, because it's important to him. So, this particular thing is important to her. So, why wouldn't you? You want to have a conversation to try and fix something that is upsetting your mate, whatever it is. Even if you think it's silly, even if it's Uh, not important to you, it's important to her.
1: Absolutely. So when you disagree on something, when you don't know something, when you're the unknown, just ask the question. Mm -hmm. Talking about asking the question, it's the call in show the rendezvous. And I see the phone lines are blinking. Our number is 855-905-8255. We're getting to you. call next on the rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I am Simon Marcel. My accent is French. Yes. Angie, your accent is not French. I
0: don't have an accent, do I? But American made.
1: <laughs> yes. No, you don't have an accent. Non
0: regional accent. Hello. Uh, hello.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to The Rendezvous. It's a call in show. Yes. 855 905 8255. And we have Irina listening in Robinson, Texas on Mix 104.7. Bonjour, Irina.
4: Hello. Hi.
1: Bonjour, bonjour, and welcome to The Rendezvous. What is going on?
4: Thank you. Well, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, um, I met the love of my life three years ago after a really bad divorce. Mm -hmm. It was just supposed to be a casual relationship, but we fell pretty hard and fast for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, After six months, we were kind of getting to that I love you stage, and Mm. he just bolted, took off, didn't hear from him no matter what I did, call, text, whatever. Wow for a year Mm -hmm. and he showed back up claimed he just got scared we started dating again same exact thing happens after six months he bolts again
0: oh
4: wow he showed back up three weeks ago and i wasn't willing to listen to anything so he sent me a seven page letter in the mail and kind of explained everything and i am really stuck because he's the love of my life and I haven't met anyone like him since, but my friends are of two camps. One of them says, you're stupid if you do this, and the other one says, life is short, and I've never felt like this about anyone, so I have no idea what to do.
1: Irina, hey, you've got to tell us what's in the letter.
4: He basically said that he has been in therapy for the last year. He's been on his own. He's really been thinking about what he wants out of his life and he realized that the reason he left both times was that he had no idea how to deal with the feelings he was having mm. for he'd never felt like that about anyone and it terrified him and he was, was really vulnerable and i appreciate that but i don't necessarily trust that he won't do it again
0: is he an adult how old is he
4: Uh, He's 39.
0: Has he been in love before? Married? Relationships?
4: He was in a long-term relationship before me for four years, but it was abusive. She was abusive to him. Okay. I
0: I, I uh, really, I cannot stand the whole, I didn't know what to do with those feelings, I got scared. I just think that's such a cop out, especially leaving and then coming back and then ghosting and then coming back. There's such a disrespect in ghosting someone that you've yeah. been with for a year as it is. And I feel like he's treating Arena like a placeholder a little bit. Like you're going to hold my place with this relationship right now when I get bored or when I get curious or when I want to see if the grass is green or somewhere else. I'm going to go and I'm going to come back and you'll be my placeholder again.
1: Angie is 100% real, and this answer is very real. Mine is going to be a bit more romantic because I see it a bit differently. Feelings are not realistic. Feelings and emotions are not logical. Fear, excitement, and desire have nothing to do with logic, respect. So all of us have been with people that were good for us and left them because we're afraid of the good thing. Most of us have always had an experience in life where you meet a good person, yet you treat them bad because you haven't learned in the past or you're not... I capable. had a fear.
0: I had a fear in those relationships where somebody was really good for me okay. and I knew it. My fear was there was somebody better and I'm missing out. That was where my fear was coming from. Not that I was so, afraid of and, like uh, happiness and a good life. But that's a good fear to have. So how did you handle that fear then? Did you just... I did exactly what Irina's boyfriend is doing to her. Right. You... I would go, I would come back, I would go, I would come back because I knew that person would always be there waiting for me. You could see that even
1: at my point is that I don't think you should give up right away. You should have a conversation, but a very deep conversation where I would use all the real points Angie made that you may be a cup holder, that he keeps you just for the cold days, that you feel like you've been played. And use also my points of which, you know, you understand that emotions, desire, fear are not uh, logical, are not reasonable. And that we all have them. I would ask a lot about the therapist, like how intense is the therapy. Maybe you can Google the doctor name. Get to know him better. I would see him as a friend for now, right? I would not jump in romance. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see him as a friend for a while and then see how it goes. Remember, Irina, at the end you have your intuition. And that intuition will never lie to you.
0: Right. True.
1: You've got to use it. Okay. So have this talk and then decide. That sounds like the right thing to do. Go oh. slow. All right, thank best you guys, best Good of luck. luck, and thank you for calling Thanks. the rendezvous. Thanks. At CNG has a stack of email that we receive at simonenergy.com, so that's what's coming up next. Your question in your email at Simon and Angie. Welcome back to the rendezvous. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour and welcome. We talk about love and relationships. We have. Always the phone open, 855-905-8255, and you can just send us an email at simonenergy.com, and then we'll take it. So for instance, here is Celeste from Sarasota Springs, New York, on 99.5 The River. Hello, Simon Energy. Earlier tonight, I told my boyfriend that I've been feeling neglected because he spends so much time on his computer, and I feel like we never spend any quality time together. He basically brushed me off and told me that I'm on my phone just as much as he's on his computer, which is not true. I'm to the point where I'm just constantly begging him for attention, and I don't know what else to do. How can I get him to understand Mm. that this is a real problem for me? And that's Celeste from New York.
0: I feel like it's a problem in a lot of relationships. I know it's even a problem with my own teenager who is constantly in her phone Trying to get, you know, the person that you want to spend time with to spend more time with you, like quality time, be in the moment, don't be on our phones. I have the same problem, too. It's very addictive, the screen time, whether it's computer or phone or whatever.
1: You know what, Angie? Let's answer Celeste's question coming up next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I am Simon Marcel, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Hello.
0: Bonsoir. Good
1: evening. This is The Rendezvous. We have a dilemma right now, right? We have Celeste to emailed us at simonenergy.com. Her boyfriend spends so much time on the, the phone, the computer, that she feels she's neglected. Mm-hmm. And she, I just found a stat that, and she's not the only one in that case, 66% of people we have surveyed said that their partner spends more time on their phone or computer than with the relationship with the other person, Mm -hmm. 66%. I believe it. it. Yeah. So it's a problem for all of us.
0: It happens in our relationships. It happens with our children. Yes. I understand that. I mean,
1: if we're honest, I'm addicted to my phone. Yeah. It scares me.
0: They say that video games and screen and all of those addictions are more addictive than cocaine even. Same receptors in your brain, same addiction thing that goes on. So it's hard to pull yourself away. Exactly. So to the
1: question of what can you do when your partner really doesn't pay enough attention to you, you've got to have a talk once again. Once there is this feeling of being uh, ignored, the best you can do, Celeste, is... At dinner, address it and start to make time with no more phones.
0: Make plans. Make make plans where this is a phone-free zone. We're going out to dinner tonight. We're not taking our phones. We're going to snuggle on the couch and watch TV. No phones. We're going to do whatever we do. No phone zone.
1: Celeste, our advice is clear. Have the talk. Start implementing a no phone zone, no phone time, Mm -hmm. little by little. But that's Small blocks of time. Work
0: your way into it. It's
1: necessary. Keep some time for yourself and him. And just tell him, don't be shy. Let's be honest. I have a lot of things I do that could be very annoying for my partner. Angie, you have a few? It takes time away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello. Bonjour. Uh, we just had a, a, an interesting email with Celeste. She just was uh, fed up with her, her boyfriend, constantly being on his phone. We got to plead guilty, all of us, as charged, first of all. All of us. It, all of us, okay? So we can't be hypocrites here on this show. I'm addicted to my phone, Instagram, the likes, this, that. Angie, you probably feel the same. I, I'm always on my phone. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. So I'm guilty of that. 66% of the survey we had shows that they all have this feeling their partners are, are spending more time on their phone or computer than with their own partner. So Houston, we have a problem. And then just at the end of this segment, I just realized there's other things I do that are really annoying. Things like... Me I like to go to the same restaurants over and over. Oh yeah. So it's not times away cuz I'll take my girlfriend with me.
0: But it's groundhog's day for her. It's like I've I've seen this menu a thousand times. I mean I've, yeah, there's no change of scenery here. I might as well be at home eating the same thing.
1: It, it's an interesting thing because I think men are totally okay with doing the same no.
0: thing. No, no they're not. My what, husband what my now? husband goes crazy if he has to go to the same place over and over. So it's me. Well, it's your it's thing. It's probably me, Angie. Some people are creatures of habit. That's your thing. I, yeah,
1: and then I've been really told before, Simon, can we change restaurants? You know me, I'm very, I like the same water, the same comfort. restaurant. it's a comfort thing. So uh, let's talk about things that annoys your partner or them times away from your partner. Angie, what's well, yours? Well,
0: for me, it's the phone, but I've dat- I dated a guy once who was constantly gone because they were constantly... Training, like a super athlete, constantly training for a marathon, a triathlon. So they were like three hours a day, Mm -hmm. bike, swim, run, whatever it is, constantly gone, constantly working out, constantly lifted, always working out, always, always, always. And I work out too. We work out together. I got an hour. I'm done. They're still going. It's like, what are you? I got to go to bed at, you know, nine o'clock. I get up early. So that was annoying.
1: We have a producer, Jill. Jill, what? What is it you do that uh, takes time away from, from your
0: boyfriend, and I Craig? mean,
3: there are actually two things that he complains about. So one is shopping. I like to go shopping, and when I go shopping, it's like for hours. I want to look around in the yeah. store, browse, look at everything. Try
0: stuff
1: on. He
3: thinks it takes time away from him because oh, I'm shopping.
1: I relate to him.
3: Oh, really? I mean,
1: can I yeah. – and you know I'm a romantic, but I more than an hour shopping, I can pull my last hair out of well, my you skull. don't have
0: to go. <laughs> That's but true. you want
1: to be a good boyfriend. You want to be a good. Sometimes partner.
0: Sometimes it's not being a good partner if you go and like stress us out. And na- I kind of prefer to shop alone because I don't want the pressure oh, of feeling like That's I'm taking true. too long.
1: If you go shopping, Angie. Yeah. And Jason doesn't say, "Do you want me to go with you?" You'll be upset. Can,
0: but he shops well with me. But oh, okay. I've been in other relationships where it's like, "Oh my God, we've been in the store for a half hour. Oh my God, it's like yeah, stop like stressing pacing. me out." Yes, it's, it's stressful.
1: So shopping is one.
0: What's another the second one? one?
3: I uh, you know I have a lot of anxiety and sometimes and your I like glaucoma and my glaucoma right. and like all the other things. So sometimes I like to partake in a little um, medical medical stuff. Yes, exactly. Medical healing, exactly. <laughs> I sometimes need that, and he thinks that that takes away from like. How a, does it take away? Well, like because I'm like on another level when I'm partaking in my medical stuff then I can't, he can't really relate to me anymore maybe I get a little spacey I okay don't
0: know. but you're not like you know I dated somebody that was like that that partook yes. all day every day <laughs> but he would also sleep all day every day he was one of this there are people that are very productive yeah. you're one of those people Jill. Mm-hmm. yes you are maybe on a different level but to me <laughs> it's
1: hilarious I just unbelievable 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 so just I gotta ask you this tough question okay what's more fun? spending time with your boyfriend or the consumption of that wonderful medical... can we do both? Wait At the a same second, time? Angie. Don't say... I think
3: we have to... We're out of time. Oh. So no. we have to can get, we just answer no. that question? Time's up. What's <laughs> more
1: fun, shopping or, for instance, the oh. other experience, the medical experience to get in a state of, of relaxation, I would say?
3: I mean, I like both. Shopping while... And you're in a
1: medical state. Oh. Exactly. because
0: then you're really like paying attention to yes. everything. You take your time.
1: You know, you know how that makes us feel, guys. Wow! Like you don't really need us there. Wow! Well. When we hear those shopping and then I mean, and you don't stop, <laughs> and you making you sign Like maybe uh, not. Yeah, we need you. We need you. I, I and we really love you. I really feel like for all the guys that like, everybody know, make... has their thing. Such an effort to go shopping. Do well, I
0: make such an effort to plan other restaurants. You want to go to the same dang restaurant every night. <laughs> That's so, true.
1: ladies, I have another question about shopping when we get back on the rendezvous. Stay with us. Welcome back to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello. We were just talking about, you know, what are things that can take away time from your partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at one point, then our uh, producer Jill and Angie talked about shopping, like, you know, that apparently some guys. Like me, after about an hour, which is a long time, I've had enough. And then this is my question, because I've been wondering this question for maybe 30 years.
3: Whoa. <laughs> Lay so, it on so us. So I'm so
1: happy I can ask you this question. Please tell me, would you rather have your boyfriend come with you shopping, or are you just saying, yes, come with me, honey, because you want to be nice to well, me? Well, it
0: depends. It really depends. It depends on what? It depends on how you guys shop together. Shopping together, to me, is like vacationing together. Everybody has a different way they do it. Some people are very adventurous on vacation. They want to do stuff all the time. Some people want to lay by the pool. Some people, when they shop, are grazers. They want to take their time. They want to try everything on. They want to look for the sales. They want to go through the racks. Some people know exactly what they want. They go in, they get out, boom.
1: So what is your favorite way if you have to decide, with or without Jason,
0: your husband? Both. I mean, honestly, it's both. If there's something that I'm trying on for a special event, I want him there. Because I want to look amazing. I want him to give me an honest opinion, which he does. If it's me just shopping around, I don't need him there. Like and,
1: Angie, stay with me. I have a question. About I'm not going to leave. I'll stay, right, stay here. With, right here. Right here. Right here. Because there's been 30 years I've been wanting to get those answers about the right way to shop with my girlfriend. That's next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to the rendezvous. We're talking about shopping, and I'm talking with Angie because for 30 years, I've been shopping with different girlfriends I've had in my life, lovely women, and lovely time. But I've noticed something, Angie, so Mm -hmm. I need your help on this. I feel like at the end of the shopping, my girlfriend gets annoyed. I don't know why. So here's what I do let's say we go to a shop, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a nice shop. I said, go try on those shoes, okay? So she said, oh, you like the shoes? I like the shoes. Okay, try them on. Okay, I like them. So I think that's it Shopping should stop there Let's move Why? on Why? Maybe because she doesn't like them No no She likes. She, she goes oh, I like them You like them I like them And then she says You know what I'm not so sure Let's mm. try another pair
0: Okay so that, She might that, like some other shoes yeah. better
1: So okay So second pair That's about 20 minutes later So then she comes back I like them They're cute You like them so, I do So let's take them Another pair. Let me, give me a second. Yeah. Did you see that? Okay, so of course I get annoyed after. How many pairs of shoes can well, any man listen. look? Yeah. If the first one well, was great, why see, not get the first one and move on? Because
0: there are a um, hundred shoes there, <laughs> and I might like some other shoes better. Maybe I only have enough money to buy one pair of shoes today. I don't want to buy the first pair I like. Let me just look around, make sure there's not something I like better, and then I'll buy
1: Okay, what's frustrating for me, and maybe I'll learn from you and John this one, is basically your advice for me is just to go with the flow.
0: Go with the flow, yes. That's exactly the advice I have. Go with the flow. Well, then if you know that that's not your specialty, maybe don't go all the time because it requires patience. And if you really mean it like I do, I love this pair of shoes on you. Yes. Can you just say, like... No, no. because it's not about you. I got to wear them.
1: But and you, I have to love them. But then she says, Simon, what do you think? It's always like, Simon. Well, of
0: course, we want to know what you think. So I say,
1: I love it. Let's just get okay,
0: it. Okay, so then this pair is in contention. You oh, know, okay. They're a contender. So option A. Option, this is an option. So let me see what else.
1: I'm learning something with <laughs> you. Thank you. Next time I go shopping with a girlfriend, there I'll think go. of you for shoes. There you go. Thank you so much. This is a call in show. We're going to get to you calls next 855 905 8255. Bonjour, welcome back to The Rendezvous. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello,
0: Simon. The Rendezvous
1: is a call-in show. You can call us always at 855-905-8255. You have a question, a dilemma, a problem. You just call us, just like Patrick, listening in Nob Hill, New Mexico, on 100.3 The Peak. Patrick, bonjour.
4: Bonjour to you, Simon. Hello, Angie.
1: Hey. Love your show. Oh, thank, thanks, Patrick. Thank you. What is going on? How can we help you?
4: Well, I've been married to my wife. For six years now. We dated two years before we got married. She's amazing. I love her very much. Mm -hmm. She's very beautiful. The problem I'm having is she doesn't dress as sexy as she did when we were dating. And sometimes she's really voluptuous. She's a beautiful girl. And a lot of times she's like, no, I can't wear that dress because we're going to church and then brunch. And then, oh, we've got family coming over. Are these friends or people we don't really know as well and I don't want to, you know, dress too sexy but I love mm. it when she dresses
1: sexy. Uh, Patrick, you just mentioned just in a row all great reasons not to dress sexy. Going to church, meet the friends. This, all, of, all of those places, I don't think anyone... There's dresses. a way around
0: it though. I, there is a way around it. I, I'm all ears. Patrick, because I, I, I get what Patrick yeah. is saying. Like, I uh, like to dress sexy when I'm out with my husband too. Mm-hmm. I um, bought these Puppies up here for a reason. I like to show them off when I can. There are places where you don't want to show them off all the time. However, if you know you're going to be in a bunch of different places and maybe in one place it's inappropriate and later in the day it will be appropriate to show off a little bit more... Layers are your friend, okay? Like, maybe I'll wear a a sexy little dress that's a little low-cut or whatever, but I'll always have, like, a jacket with it to cover up. And then, you know, that's appropriate for, you know, wherever you're at with kids or family or church or something. And then later in the day, when you go out for lunch, for dinner, the jacket comes off, and now you have the sexy outfit on underneath.
1: The thing is, the, the thing, Patrick, is Angie feels comfortable being dressed a bit, you know, sexy or or, or with skin—all this. She she told you she's okay with that. Your wife apparently doesn't feel so okay with that. I feel that if you ask your wife to dress a bit more sexy, you objectify her a little bit, and she oh, might, she, she, yeah, yeah, okay. she might feel, you know, she becomes like a, like a, a beautiful, attractive object instead of a human being. That's what I've heard from friends of mine in that same conversation. Sometimes women say, "I don't like when my boyfriend doesn't dress sexy because I feel objectified." Uh, so Sorry. I feel that it has to come from her more than from you. Okay, it's about yeah. the, it's about the romance, about the charm, it's about, and then it's about how she feels. If she feels uncomfortable in public dressing like that, she shouldn't be dressing like that. If she's okay, then she should totally. But it's something that we have to respect each other. I'm going to give you an example that's going to make you laugh. Let's say that uh, my a girlfriend would tell me to wear. A very speedo underwear. When I go to the swimming pool in public, I would never do that. And if she said, "You look sexy in it," forget it. I, I'm wearing that. I would feel. What if you
0: were the guy that used to wear speedos all the time now?
1: And and I've evolved, and I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. So don't don't ask me that. My point is, Patrick. You, more important, happy wife, happy life. So I would be very careful with telling your wife to dress a bit more sexy, because if she doesn't feel like it, it's like a, a pain in the neck right. for her.
0: I think there's a way that he can, you know, hint about it, though, Mm -hmm. you know, like, if you're going someplace, do you have a favorite dress of hers or, like, one outfit of hers that you just think she looks like fire in? Like, knockout, if you think about it. Yeah,
4: she does have a couple dresses. Okay. I guess
0: So, for whatever event it is, maybe you grab that dress and be like, I love this dress on you. Would Mm -hmm. you wear this? And if she says, oh my gosh, it's so inappropriate, maybe suggest, well, what about, like, throw this jacket over it, and then you'll be more covered, and then maybe later... Take the jacket, and it, then if she's like, "No, I still am not comfortable," then let it go. Uh, I agree. Yeah. That
1: you can do that. Respect her feelings.
0: We also like to know that there's an outfit that really does it for our our spouse too. Like if there's an outfit, that I know that my husband just thinks I am like drop dead in. I'm gonna try to wear that thing wherever I can. And like, you dry look drop dead every in every night. No, 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 no. Angie looks drop dead. We night. like to please our our mates as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. So good luck to you. Respect your feelings. Don't object fire and try what Angie said. If there's one outfit, but very easy breezy. Easy okay. Breezy. Easy breezy.
4: You got it, guys. I appreciate your advice. Best of luck good to luck, you, Patrick. Patrick. Thank you
1: for calling us. Thanks, guys. Even more of the rendezvous next. Hello. Listening to the rendezvous. I am Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Hello. Bonsoir. Uh, there is another side of uh, of this show called La Confession. It's my podcast uh, where uh, the truth always comes out, so it's always about relationships. Always about something about this show, but we have more time. If you haven't heard it, go on our Hot Video app. And just type La Confession, a.k.a. La Confession, Mm -hmm. with an English accent. La Confession. And that's where, you know, we have also great stories, Go follow-up about The Rendezvous. Uh, Tonight, Angie, we had another great show. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, this question from Trisha's friend, who has not seen a post from her boyfriend since the beginning of the relationship. What should she do? We had also a call from Patrick, who wanted his wife to dress a little bit more Risqué, a little bit more... Sexier. Sexier, Mm -hmm. yes. We had an email from someone who, just like most of us, her partner was not spending enough time with her or just was paying attention to her, but on her phone. And that, you know, lead to conversation that you don't want to miss. And if you missed it, just go to simonenergy.com and listen to the whole show. Great, great show tonight. Uh, That led to my little Simon Says, that little... Uh, Simon says, the night I said, never make your partner feel alone, especially when you are there. Mm. Meaning it's two together and we must be connected. Don't disconnect with your partner. Be present. Be present. Don't ignore them. There's nothing worse than feeling alone in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Until next time, this is The Rendezvous. Have a good night. Bonne nuit,
0: Angie Taylor. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel (laughs) and (laughs) Angie Taylor.